Hi guys, you're really welcome to another video here on Narcocon. Today I'd like to get straight into the topic in hand. It's come up in coaching quite a lot recently. It's a very painful uh, area. It's an area that comes up right after the discard. And it's what happens when you seek closure with a narcissist. That's someone who has narcissistic personality disorder. So there's a lot of things that can happen, but I'm going to outline the main things that happen when you seek closure with a narcissist. And at the very end, I will give you the whole truth, the real truth and nothing but the truth from the narcissist's perspective, because you at least, at the very least, deserve that. So the first thing I've got down here is when you go seeking closure, when the narcissist has just dumped you out of the blue, out of left field, You've been having a great time with them. You've maybe just even made love with them in your mind because that's not what the narcissist is doing. And they have dumped you even after making plans to marry you, go on holiday. You know, you know the way they've done it to you and leave down in the comments for others to share because it's a typical pattern of the narcissist. And they also leave you at times when you're having a very hard time in life. So you know, you're left up in the air. You can't believe that the shock has set in and you go to seek closure with the narcissist to give you some sense of what's happened and some sense of peace. And we tend to feel that the only one that can give us closure is the person who's caused the issue or the problem in the first place. That's not, a, in fact, the case with the narcissist. OK, so let's get into the reasons. The first thing that happens is when you seek out the narcissist after they've dumped you basically is that you provide them with supply and you signal to them that you're under control which is a fantastic place for them to be it empowers them it doesn't make them feel happy they don't feel happy they just get a sense of their emotions being regulated they feel powerful they feel in control of you and that's the position that they sought to be in and it's a very possible reason that they discarded you because you were getting too out of control, too healthy, and you were making decisions that would have benefited both of you and yourself in particular. The next thing I've got down here is you remain entangled in the shared fantasy with the narcissist. Remember, the narcissist came on to you quickly, hooked you quickly, got your dopamine levels raised very quickly and also future faked with you and presented a picture of how your future would look and that they were the one for you and you were the one for them and that was the only way things could be. So you talking to them again remains, you by talking to them again, sorry, you remain within the fantasy that they've set up because you're actually believing in the fantasy instead of going, oh, my God, this person is not who they said. Someone who loved me would just not do something like that. And, you know, really getting a grip on reality. We are seeking to stay in the entanglement with a narcissist and they will put further ideas into your head if you get to speak with the narcissist post discard that will have you ruminating further. They'll set you off down a few new rabbit holes. It's an entirely 
worse place to be. You do not get closure from them, but you get further entangled in their web of future faking and crazy reasons, you know, why things happened. They also, and this is one that people just do not expect, they have no clue that the person say they've spent the last year with, the last five years with, the last 10 years with, could ever possibly do this. And that is because we still haven't come to terms with who this person actually was and the fact that they had a personality disorder. They will take out a restraining order against you to stop you from contacting them. Remember, narcissists will use any means available to manipulate situations, reality and people. And people are often absolutely gobsmacked by this and that drives them round the bend. It drives them crazy because they cannot equate a person who they loved very, very much and who the person said they loved them very, very much would actually turn around and take out a restraining order. And I'm not talking about somebody stalking them. I'm talking about you contacting them a few times by email, maybe, or calling them on their phone or sending them a text or no contact at all, but just coming up and knocking on their door to have a conversation with them, as is your due, as is your due. Nobody should go through a relationship with someone to be cut off um, without rhyme, reason or explanation. So that is a big shocker for a lot of people. And it's a very sobering shocker for a lot of people. But again, it can keep you further entangled in your feelings of incredul incredulity and your feelings maybe of rising hate, resentment and anger. It keeps you stuck with the narcissist. Um, you fuel their confidence with the new supply. This is what happens sometimes when you seek closure with a narcissist. They're feeling empowered and they're with a new person and it gives them the confidence to be super nice to the new person, future fake the hell out of the new person and knowing you're there in the background wanting them. It gives them this boost to their ego and this boost to their confidence. And I'm guessing that is not your intention in seeking closure with the narcissist to actually drive them further into the arms of another person um, and getting that other person entrapped more quickly. So I've got down here a number five with what happens when you seek closure with a narcissist, you play into they're staying with the new supply. So they feel that the more you seek closure from them, the more you're trapped in their web, the more control they have over you. And you basically encourage them to stay with the new supply because they feel their image of you as being flawed and crazy is kind of backed up with the amount of times you'll be trying to contact them. Now, remember, you're not crazy. Their behavior is crazy making. So you may enter a period where you feel you're crazy and you may act a little crazy in trying to pin this person down to be accountable 
and to have some type of reasonable human communication where you can sort out why things went wrong, why they left you so suddenly and to sort out maybe loose ends. One of the big things when you seek this closure with the narcissist is you really validate their mask because you're treating them like a normal person. You're you're still buying into the fact that they presented as a certain person to you and said they loved you when that neither of those things were the case. They're wearing a mask and the mask changes to situations and to other people as it benefits the child behind the mask, who is the narcissist. So you actually going along believing that this person is who they said they were and that they are capable of giving you closure validates their mask, props them up and again makes them feel more confident because they only believe in the false image of themselves because of what you reflect back. So if you reflect back that they have a valid point of view or that they have anything worthy or of value to offer you by means of an explanation for cruelly dumping you, then that means they must exist. So it's you who has the power to make them feel that they're real. It's it's that crazy and that simple at the same time. OK, so you get to chat to the narcissist once you seek closure from them. You actually get to chat to them. Now, a lot of narcissists won't allow this. They will keep you blocked for a period of time so that you will be punished and that you'll become more under control and that they'll have time to embed a new supply. But should you get to talk to the narcissist, they will only blame you and actually play the nice guy or gal. They will pretend that they're cool, that everything's OK with them, that, you know, they they had to go, but they don't blame you in a lot of ways, but if you hadn't done this particular thing, you know, possibly the relationship would have broken down. But they're they're cool. They've no problems. You know, of course, they've no problems. They're the ones that have been <laughs> they're the ones that have treated you like absolute shit. Um, and then they will turn around and say that that they're cool and that they're happy, etc. And that you shouldn't have had it, have any problems either. Another crazy making situation. They'll also do something, and this is now coming to the really torturous parts. This is a twisted twist in a very twisted knot. And I'm sorry for being slightly sarcastically humorous, but it's so unbelievable that you kind of go, I don't believe this twist in the twist. They will tell you uh, it was really great. You know, the relationship was great. But now it's time to move on. Now it's time to move on. And, you know, maybe you can work on yourself, but sure, let's move on. It was no big deal. Um, horrible. It's really torturous when you get that one. Tell you then another thing that they will do is in order to drag on the idea of the relationship being real and actually existing, They'll tell you that they need time out. And this is another torturous thing because they really, in general, have no intention of coming back to you in the near future. Unless 
number 10 happens. They are really playing you for a total fool. They know that you're really upset and they have set it up to be like this. So don't don't fall for the, you know, them being the great guy and telling you that it's time to move on now and there shouldn't be any problem and that you had a great time together. Don't fall for that absolute BS because that's what it is. They've done something absolutely disgusting to you. They set you up and they threw you over a cliff and they're waving down at you saying, hey, it's great. You know, it was great, really, wasn't it? It was great when I threw you off the cliff and sure, look, you landed now and just swim away and, you know, it'll all be okay. That's what's happening, guys. That is what's happening. This person is enjoying this process and is saying to you, just take a bit of time and I'll throw your rope down and I'll pull you back up. And, you know, so long as you've learned your lesson, etc. So what they mean by let's take a bit of time is you stay hooked on me. You can contact me every now and again to make me feel great about myself. And you give me time to embed a new supply or seek out a better situation than I had with you. That's with somebody who's easier to control and who will fulfill my needs until they don't or until they're too difficult to control. And I may take a look back at you in time to see if you are sorry for your bad behaviour and are willing to be very controllable for me for a certain period of time until I find somebody else again eventually. So they may also say then, um, if you see closure with them, this can happen, that they will actually look to engage you in a shorter cycle in getting back with you because things are a little shaky with the person that they thought that they would be able to move in with quickly. Um, they need somewhere to stay. Uh, they need someone to cook for them, etc. We've always gone through this in our in our uh, videos in the past as to what a narcissist likes in a supply, in a person, in a partner. So they may basically go back to you to use you for a while until things settle down in their world until there's an appropriate time for them to dump you again and then they will set you up again to dump you again. So guys, I promised you at the beginning, you know, to tell you exactly what is happening or what goes on in the narcissist's head subconsciously and sometimes consciously with narcissists. They get into a relationship with you. So they say, I'll get into a relationship with you. I see that you have something I want. You appear to be easy to control. You, you appear to be a giver. Then you become a little bit not easy to control in that you look for your own needs to be met. They search around for someone who has the same things that you have to offer in their minds because people are objects. So they're looking for functionality on you. If you stop to function and they have to get a mechanic in or a, an engineer in or electrician in to fix you and it's costing them money, costing them time, you're not functioning efficiently. You're breaking down. You're asking for some of your own needs to be met and they go shopping and see another, for want of a better term, cooker. And that cooker looks sparkly new and easy to use and much more controllable. In fact, they have voice control on them. 
and they don't have to get up off their chairs to cook their dinners, then they will go for that other cooker. They're not seeing you and your qualities as a person. They're seeing functionality, objectivity, in endurance, durability, value for money, that is that the, le the least amount of time and effort they need to put into you for the maximum output. So if you go seeking closure from the narcissist, it keeps you under their control for a longer period of time. It tortures you. It confuses you because they will set up different ideas about why they left you. And why they left you was very simple. You stopped being easy to control and or they saw another person, object, that was looked easier to control and had what they perceived the same benefits that you were giving them. And that is as simple as it is. If you seek control from a narcissist, in my opinion, this is what normally happens. There's a lot of different situations. Sometimes they'll block you. Sometimes they'll talk to you. But it's never about what you do or who you are. It's all about what the narcissist needs and wants at any given time. Thanks for listening, guys. I will see you again shortly. Bye for now.